Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs, your home improvement and remodeling podcast, where the two most entertaining guys discuss the do's and don'ts in home construction and in the remodeling industry. Remember that you can nail it, paint it, or just tune into the show. How about that? Uh, Here are your hosts, Colin Shaw and Jimmy Driscoll. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs. Hello, Mr. Jimmy. Hello, Mr. Colin. How are you, sir? I am much better since I've got my cup of coffee in front of me and our guest. I, I am now on an even keel. because I, oh, I came in here grumpy like Mr. Wilson today. <laughs> I didn't pick up on it. You seem so pleasant. I was not no. very pleasant at all. <laughs> if anybody could just see into this little project we do here oh, right before God. we get started. I felt like, you know what I felt like? You ever hear the lost tapes of Casey Kasem? When he loses his mind <laughs> yes, and he's like flipping great. out those over a freaking awesome. damn dog. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I had a wonderful weekend and just a disastrous Monday into Tuesday. But everything yeah. is good now because I'm good. here on the show. Nice. And uh, we're here with our guest, Benjamin. And uh, we're going to talk more about this awesome stuff that he has. And um, all right. I'm good to go. You're good to go. to go. All I'm right. Jazz. Beautiful. Let's so this. let's introduce him. We have Bill Warfield. He is the uh, New England District Sales Manager from Benjamin Abdike. Hello, Bill. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it I as really well. screwed that up, didn't I? That's well, our... you, kind of, you kind of just got our guest and the company all together I, in I one shot. I certainly apologize. So you're, you just like to streamline things. That's just the way you are. I'm a dope. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> <dope>. All right. <laughs> all right. So how long have you been with the company? Uh, so I've been with the company, actually, I started uh, right when this whole pandemic started. So it was actually no, okay. excellent uh, timing. Yes. Yeah, excellent Perfect. timing. Uh, but but have been in the building materials industry for a number of years with some other companies. So, um, but yeah, I got started back in uh, late February, early March. Wow. Okay. Super dude. Nice. And you're able to do a lot of uh, online stuff in your job? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, you know, I, I was able to go through the training down at our office down here in Philadelphia. So that was good. Then I was in the field for a couple of weeks and then I've been mostly working out of, you know, our, our basement here and going out and starting to see some people a little bit. But yeah, doing nice. most of the Zoom stuff and, and things along those lines. So it's been okay. good. Nice. Now, how long has the company been around? So company's been around for over a hundred years. Um, wow. it's, a, it's a small uh, family-owned company, and we've been in all different types of building products. I mean, they used to sell gutter parts and, and flashing wow. parts for roofing and things along those lines. And then starting getting into the more moisture management side of it, probably about 25 years ago, and that's where a lot of uh, you know the the focus has been over the, over the last 25 years. Wow. Okay. Great. Super. Yeah, so they just keep evolving and then, uh, you know, just kind of fine tuning what it is they, they're on to now. Because I know you guys have a lot of great products and we're going to get into all those as well. Yes. Um, so this was just a family owned business uh, when it first started? Yeah, family owned yeah. it's pretty much stayed in the family. Um, okay. Which, which is really great to see. So, real, you know, technology based. I mean, we're always, you know, looking for, you know, how to do things better. Um, yep. Really build better. Um, so, yeah, but it's always been uh, you know part of part of one family and, and still uh, primarily owned by that same member. Uh, so nice, nice to work for a small company, and it's good because I can relate a lot to folks like yourself out in the field and some of the right. dealers out there as well. So yeah, okay. great company to work for. Nice. Yeah, let's talk about some of the products that you carry because uh, we talked about it before the show, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. So. Okay. 
Yeah. So some of the products that you guys have start with, um, let's start with the wall wall products that you have. Yeah. So uh, we really, when we're, when we talk about products, we're really, you know, we want to be the, the experts on moisture within the walls. Um, right. Yep. You know, you, yep. you think about how buildings really change, especially over the past, you know, 20 years, it's been such a big focus on energy, you know, tighter, right. tighter, tighter, as you guys know, and it's very important, you know, with the heating bills and everything else. So, uh, you know, as people build things tighter, I think sometimes they forget about moisture um, right. and, you know, and where the moisture goes and where it travels and everything else. And you think about, especially where we are in Connecticut, um, you know, all along the coast, moisture is going to find its way in. I don't care how good you are. I don't care what type of sheathing you're putting up or what type of cladding. It's going to get in there. Um, right. And and nine times out of ten, it finds the wrong place to get in. And then <laughs> Of course. Out. Yes. So. Um, you know, we talk about a lot about rain screens and, and really what that is, is trying to put, you know, that sacrificial layer behind your cladding and on the outside of your, your sheathing and give you that layer for both drainage and drying potential. Um, how, is that, how, how is that different from like the, the typical house wrap and the tie back? Tie bar and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, the, so your typical house wrap is really, is really made to do two things. It's a really good question. So it's, it's, you really want to keep the water out, but you always, you also want to let any moisture that gets in there to get out as well. Right. Um, so with that, it's normally a flat surface. Um, so when you take a flat surface and you nail a, a cladding on top of it, now you are creating a pretty tight layer there. Um, where a couple things can happen. Um, you know, if moisture does get back there and it will, that's when you start having the pressure build up and it could possibly get back into your house. And then really the moisture doesn't have a place to go. Um, and that's where you can have, you know, some problems there. So when you compare that to a rain screen system or a drainable house wrap, so a drainable house wrap would be like those two products you mentioned with some sort of gap in there, a smaller gap. Now you have the potential for any water that gets in there or moisture to get out. And that's the real difference between a drainable house wrap, a rain screen, and just a regular flat house wrap. So now a drainable or a rain screen. So basically one side is like a regular house wrap, but then the other side is more like mesh. Is that how that works? Or? Correct. Yeah, for the most okay. part. You know, a rain screen can be a lot of different things. You know, the, the first rain screens were really, it could be furring strips. So you have a, a WRB, put furring strips on the outside, then put your cladding. So you're getting your space there. Yeah, uh, and your in your drying potential as well. Um, yeah, so for the most part, that's what that's what it would be. Some sort of mesh on the outside of it. So one of the products that we have is Slicker Classic, which is a lot of people see out there. It's the yellow stuff, uh, which which has been out yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So yeah, you would take that and put it on top of any type of WRB, and that would give you both. Can we drain. explain to the, Can we explain to the audience what the WRB is? Yeah, so that's your yeah, that's your weather resistant barrier. So that is that's going to be code for no matter what you're going to be using out there, um, and that's going to go on top of your sheathing and between your sheathing and your cladding. So you're going to have your okay. signing, you're going to have your WRB, then you're going to have your sheathing. So okay, and can you tape the joints on on the rain screen? Um, it depends. So a, a lot of people do tape the joints. Some people don't. Uh, yeah, it's really you know there's different ways to do it, and there's also other products out there now which I'm sure a lot of people see, like zip walls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also fully self-adhered systems out there as well. So it's a mm -hmm. peel and stick system. Um, so those are fully self-adhered. So when you when you use those system or you tape a regular WRB, you're going to get a lot more better air performance. So much less airflow between them. Um, okay. But at the same time, you know, still, what, what are you going to do with the moisture with those systems? Right. So 
a lot of times, even with those systems that I mentioned, we'll see people put the uh, Slicker Classic or, or one of our drainable wraps on top of them to add an extra layer. Uh, oh, okay. Drainage and, and drying as well. Yep. Okay. Um, now I'd imagine there's there's some of the of the uh, rain screens and, and drainable, and you also you have a UV one as well. What's the UV one? Correct. So the UV one would be for someone that's going to do a cladding that's going to be open to the sun full all year. Um, okay. So you, you really see this on more modern design. So think about taking a, you know, a lot of people would use like a decking board, a composite decking board, using yep. this cladding, but leaving a space open between the boards. Um, uh, okay. So, so it's an what we call it open joint cladding. So that space there is going to be open to the weather and also more importantly to the sun at all times. Yeah. Uh, so the difference between the UV system, it's it's UV rated to be exposed to the sun at all times, um, where you definitely would not want to do that with a regular WRB or any type of mesh system. Okay. Okay. Um, and I know certain um, certain ones of those rain screens, you know, especially the the drainable with the mesh is probably better for like uh, cedar shake siding, I would think. Sure. So it's, that's a really good question. So when you think about uh, different types of cladding, we kind of categorize them into you have your reservoir cladding. So anything that can absorb moisture. So the one that most people think about, of course, is wood. You know, wood's right. a natural, you know, a natural occurring. It's going to absorb moisture. But also think about fiber cement, which is used a ton of mm. in this market. Yeah. You know, think about, you know, any stucco, any manufactured stone, even products you know, composite wood products like LP Smart Side, composite products like Boral True Exterior. You know, a lot of these can either absorb moisture or be affected by moisture. So mm-hmm. really you can use, you know, you'd want to, you know, potentially use a, a drainable WRB or a rain screen behind anything really than vinyl. I mean, vinyl's its own, you know, pretty good protective barrier, but you can really mm-hmm. use it behind most cladding products. Okay. So do you recommend the, the drainable behind uh, vinyl siding or do you recommend just, you know, one of the, the regular house wraps that doesn't have the drainage? Sure. So, it, it, of course, it never hurts to have that gap back there. But for the most part, when you're talking vinyl, you're usually talking a little bit more of a budget constraint on a project. Um, so at the best end, you would, you know, it would be OK to use a drainable house wrap. But for most instances, people are really going to just be using a good quality flat house wrap for your vinyl. Okay. All right. So I'm just trying to figure this out. So you have your plywood and then you have what well, you have to do a furring strip and then the sheathing. I mean, then the, then the uh, waterproofing or the, um, so I think it's works? one or the other. Right? Yeah, so he was saying, yeah, yeah. Yep. So there's more of a, there's more of a mill or a thickness is what I'm trying to, trying to get at. So yes, just a, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. So you're going you know, for, for like the entangled matrix, it's going to be about a quarter inch is what for the thickness. Um, so that's going to okay. add about a quarter inch on the outside of your WRB uh, behind your cladding. All right. Uh, so basically, when you go to install a window or a door, you're going to need extension jams is what yeah, you're going to need. All right. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. That's fine. Yeah. It's really one of the, uh, you know, one of the drawbacks to it is you got to be careful with your measurements. And then also a lot of times, I mean, I'm sure you guys have been on jobs, you know, you're doing a renovation or there's that south facing side that's getting blasted by the weather. You know, that just right. didn't last or wasn't put up properly. So now you're trying to tie the two in. That's where you got to be even more careful, you know, if you're building right. two different areas or, or what have you. I have uh, at my place in New Hampshire, this, it takes a, it has teardrop siding on it, the original from 1950s. Yep. So 
teardrop siding, you know, you have that, you have that, um, you have that scallop in it, you know, which is much wider than the new stuff is now. Yep. Um, but that is just taking such a beating. I need, and that's, that's nailed to the stud. There's nothing behind that. And it's getting to the point now where the grooves, it's just starting to really wear out. Yeah. So my suggestion to you, Bill, what would I, what do you suggest? Would you suggest tearing out the teardrop siding and then going with a um, plywood and then that, and then one of your materials on top of that, a wrap? Would you yeah, so what you want to do in, in that situation is you want to, you definitely want to take that down and you're going to have your plywood and then you're going to do a WRB and probably the slicker product on top of it. So that's going to give you a full rain screen. Um, at right. the very least, the Hydrogap drainable WRB. So with the Hydrogap drainable, it's got one millimeter spacer. So at least you're getting some drainage there, whereas the slicker would have that full uh, quarter inch gap in it. So that, I'm dealing with, if, so let me just, one more thing. This is going to help, I think, the homeowner, too, because it's going to really help me out. This part of the house, usually it just takes a beating with the sun, okay? If it's a nor'easter, then I'm getting moisture hitting that side of the house. It, that's when it takes a beating with the weather. So my suggestion is, should I go with the, with the water or should I go with a, another just a breathable material? What do you think? So most of the most of the materials are going to be breathable, okay? Um, right. You know, there, there are folks who, you know, you see them wrapping whole buildings in, like, a product like ice and water. Uh, yep. Which, and you see it a lot more up in, up in that area in New Hampshire there. And they're mm -hmm. saying, I don't want any moisture in the house. I'm not really concerned with the breathability. With us, we're always about thinking about that moisture, trying to get any moisture that gets in to get out. Um, because Correct. it's going to get in. So we would always rather go with a breathable product than a non-breathable product. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a lot of different ways to think about it. And I know what you're thinking. Uh, but our, our recommendation is always to try to do something that's going to be breathable. Okay. Makes I sense. Because we talked about it on the show quite a few times. We talk about the moisture. We talk about sealing the house up so tight, too tight, that the house does not breathe. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say, if I'm correct, your material is breathable Correct. to the house. Right. Perfect. Okay. Just want to clear that up. Perfect. Yeah. So what you want to look for on products is their perm rating. Um, and, and we like a perm rating. And a perm rating is really the, how much air and vapor can pass through it. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, they do a good job of not letting any moisture in unless there's some sort of hole or it's coming off the building. But you also want to let them get the moisture out. And that's where you want to look for the perm ratings. And most of the products out there really do, um, you know, publish their perm ratings. Um, so we like a sweet spot between about 10 and 20 is what we're looking for. Um, so on most of our products, that's what, that's what you'll see, something kind of in the middle there. So that's going to allow a certain amount of moisture to get out that would get in, but also block, you know, the majority of moisture that <clears throat> could get into that system. Is there any kind of R value to it? At all? Any R value at all? Not a whole lot. So it, it's no, there's no really sort of insulating characteristics to any of this. Okay. Uh, that would be with your exterior foam and, and so on and so forth. What would you suggest? Regular fiberglass foam in between the two by four walls or two by six walls? Yeah. I mean, you know, we also see people, you know, we see it really both ways. You know, we see a lot more exterior foam now um as well um so it's really you know you can only pack so much into your your wall cavity where you you know get diminishing returns so we say it really done both ways um and even when you're using exterior foam you still want to be careful with the moisture there as well 
Um, well, so let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Just love to hear your point between us, you, and the listening audience. How do you feel about insulation foam? The spray foam? <laughs> yeah, yeah, spray foam. Okay, yeah, the spray foam. And there's no, there's no correct answer. It's just I, I would love your feedback on it because they know they know our feedback on it. So yes. you know, I I see so much of it now. It's kind of become the the standard, especially on a lot of the jobs that I am that I'm on. Um, I, you know, I, I think it, I think it does a good job, but I also think, you know, sometimes it, it tightens things up a little bit too much as well. I agree. Yep. And everything else. So, you know, <clears throat> again, it, you know, it helps me sell because now I have a better story to tell outside where it's even more important to, to mitigate any of those moisture problems right. you might have. Um, but you know, you know, as far as the energy and everything else, it really does a good job. It's just a matter of you know, what type of building it is and then what kind of design you're looking for. I yeah. have to say, I'm making a prediction and we'll move on, but I have a feeling, I'm just a gut feeling that I have a, this foam is going to come back and bite us in the ass. I oh. just, 20 years from now or something, I just have that feeling. I hope I'm wrong. Well, I also think, you know, you and I look at it from a different perspective because we do remodeling. Right. So it's hard to remodel when there's spray foam in the, in the right. cabinets. You know, if I'm in new construction, spray foam away. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm never going to be back. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's that to me is the most frustrating part of it. Um, and it's expensive. <laughs> it's the other one. I mean, a lot of homeowners don't want to pay the extra money for that. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some other good stuff. What else you got? I don't know. Ask Jim. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, no. One thing I do want to make sure I talk about. There's a couple of things actually still on the wall products. Uh, what's the slicker screen? Yeah. So we talked. We talked. We talked about slicker a, w a little bit. That's the mesh. So this is yeah. what you would put up over your WRB. That's the quarter inch gap that we're talking about here. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so that's you know, and then we also have a product called Slicker Max. So Slicker Max is is like this, but it has a mesh on it. And that's better for non-structural components. So if you had fiber cement, um, if you had you know stucco or stone, that works well. That that works good with it as well. Um, mm -hmm. So just just a little bit different on there. Okay. Now the there's a product too that you have for insects. What's what's that? So that would be so with any wall system, you're going to want to have uh, intake and exhaust. So. Mm -hmm. Think about your, your wall assembly just like you do your roof uh, with ventilation. So you want yeah. it to flow. Um, so and this is one detail that I think a lot of people miss it well miss as well. So they could just use this slicker and then they just, you know, don't leave a hole on the bottom or don't leave a hole on the top. So that insect screen is for the bottom of your wall to wrap around your uh, bottom course and then also this to, to make sure that you're not going to get any insects or anything else up in your wall there. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that would be extremely, extremely great on a, on a collaborative siding house. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yep. And one of, the, one of the things that saves a house, which a lot of people don't do when, they, when the carpenters put it back up with the painters, they don't caulk the collaborative to the one by four in mm -hmm. the corners. And that, there's your problem. Moisture, bugs, woodpeckers. Sure. Yep. There you go. One yep. big happy family. <laughs> Except for the homeowner. Right. Exactly. They're not happy. That's where we no. come in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. Um, another, another product I like, too, and I've not seen this before. I don't know if I, I don't know if you guys have a you know, corner on the market on this one, but the hydro corner sill. Yeah, so the hydro corner. So when, when you're talking about your corner details and you talk about flashing details, it's always mm -hmm. a spot where, where people struggle. 
Yeah. Um, and you, you know, if you don't do it, you know, pretty well, perfect. Um, it, you know, you can have either a bubble there or a spot where you don't cover. So the, the hydro corner is a preformed uh, plastic corner that you're going to use for your, your sill treatments and your window corners. Um, yeah. So instead of, awesome. you, know, you know, having to use either liquid applied or other things, you put that right down and then you would have to tape over that, but it's still mm -hmm. a nice, you know, uniform seal on the bottom of your, on your sills there. Yeah. Um, we are starting to have some people that are using it. Um, and again, it's, it's a real labor savings than having to cut either, you know, your bow ties out of your tapes or use a, you know, pretty expensive flex tape out there. Right. Um, so yeah, we're, we're one of the folks that are making it. There's some other manufacturers as well. And some of the window guys have started jumping on that also because they know yeah. that's just a tough point there that, you know, you can get some issues if you don't do it right. Right. Yeah. No, I saw the product on your, on your website and I watched yeah. the, the video real quick and watched the guy install. I mean, the video was no more than 90 seconds. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was over and done with so fast, yeah. you know, it's such a, such Wonderful. a great product. Yeah. And it keeps all the water away from, you know, building up in those sill areas. So, which sure. is always a problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. As a matter of fact, just before I came here, fixing brick molding and drip edges and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Yep. yep. Always cool. lots of that to do. Sure. All right. So for the roof, you guys have a ton of different ridge vents uh, that I saw that you offer. Can you kind of go into some of them, what the, what the difference might be between one versus the other? Sure. So as, as far as our uh, ridge vents go, it's, it's really, again, we talk about ventilation. So with every new construction job or even renovation job, you're going to want to have both intake on your, for your roof and then also uh, exhaust at the top. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple different products that we make, and it really comes down to preference to, to what the installers like to use. Okay. Um, some of them are rolled kind of matrix products, which would be the roll vent products. So it's mm -hmm. like an entangled mesh, um, and that's going to go on the top of your roof. Then you're going to put your hip and ridge shingles on top of it. Yeah. Uh, then we also have, it's called sectional roof vents. So these are a usually a 14-inch wide hard plastic piece um, that, that really do the same thing. So you put that on the top, you're going to nail your, your, your roof uh, shingles on top of it. Um, you know, there's always debate on which is better for the winter, which is better for the snow and the rain, et cetera, et cetera. You know, yep. up in this market, you know, people tend to think the, the rigid plastic ones do a better job of keeping the snow out. Um, okay. You know, it's again, it's really up to what the installers like to use. Um, the four footers might go up a little bit quicker because you're putting up a four foot section. Um, right. The bolt vent are a little bit easier to, to maneuver, depending if you have some, some sort of you know different type of shingles on there. Um, mm -hmm. So it's re it's really about preference. But the point is, you definitely need it. Um, right. You know, I know in my house I have a ridge vent, but I don't have any intake. So yeah, go soft events. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep, just, that's that's quite common actually as you well know sure my house was yep. built in 1985 and when they replaced the roof they, they cut the ridge when and they didn't do any of the intake so when i get my siding done in a couple of years we'll add that um right. but you need you want that airflow so cold air going to hot air creates a natural vacuum to go up um yep. so yeah we've, we've been making a lot of those products as well for about the last 20 to 25 years so oh wow yeah. okay nice Great. Yeah, just so homeowners know, you got to have that flow, like you said, and that's to keep the moisture out of the sure. attic, you know, building up in there. Right. So, yeah, great. So, how do people get the products? So, available in all your local lumber yards. Um, so, we're, we're pretty well covered, especially up in the New England market, but we sell nationwide as well. So, okay. um, you know, 
anywhere you know you would buy your regular building materials um, and then also we deal with a lot of these siding houses as well so any of the one steppers that are out there your abc supplies and things along those lines mm -hmm. uh, okay. readily readily available up in the market okay cool awesome and um i noticed on your website too people can get samples of the different products sure yeah we, we really? send out samples um anything you like we have pictures of all different types of projects and everything else and yeah whatever people uh Whatever people are looking for, we're happy to oblige. Nice. I am yep. so glad you were on the show today because yeah. you just got my, you got my wheels turning, brother. I mean, I got, I got. <laughs> that's a never good. I that's think, never good. But... I think that's the. I think that you are the remedy of that situation on my wall. Yeah, know, exterior wall. I'm really going to look. We into are. That. We always try to get people to think. I mean, that's really what we do. We're always trying to get people to try to do things better because you know. It's not always about now. It's what's going to happen five, ten years when you know some of these contractors right. are gone, and now you got mold growing, or you got windows leaking, or you know you get you need a twenty thousand dollar paint job. We're always we're always trying to do things better the first time. So appreciate that. We nice. both fear uh, moisture containment. Oh yeah. Um, just when we do the job, or when I see something going up, I'm like. How is it going to get out of there? Yep. You know what I mean? How's it going to get out of there? Uh, sealing it for the heat, but at the same time, house has got to breathe, right? It's yep. got to breathe. Got to. Got so to. that's it. So that's <laughs> that's the way I feel. And um, I think you are an angel. Oh, dude. wow. Yeah. Very, very, nice. very, very happy. Very, so happy you're on the show. <laughs> yeah. Great. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how do people find you guys? So BenjaminOpDoc.com. Um, on our website there, then I'm the local rep up in New England. Then we got a bunch of other folks around the country as well. So we got a great, great team on, and inside. A lot of got a lot of really smart people with this uh, this company that just put their blood, sweat, and tears into all this moisture and technical stuff. So yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And it can get as complicated as you want it, but we try to keep it simple. So we're, we're we like to be a resource for people out there for any questions about anything. Nice. And that's homeowners as well as contractors. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Especially the, the last three months, we've gotten more homeowner inquiries than <laughs> really? anybody down, down at our I would love to, I would love to get one of you guys up there at the at the my place and just say, yeah, you should go with this and go with that and go with this, you know, to because it really takes the elements. My place really gets hit hard in the winter. He's on yeah. a lake. I'm on a lake. So. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, that's 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 really our thing. You know, a lot of a lot of jobs we do are either on lakes or right on the water. I mean, that's that's kind of our specialty. So yeah, absolutely. We'd oh my god, love to help you out. You so, demand. So you can you have his system. Demand. You're gonna have wool insulation. Yes. Yep. Have you yeah. seen the wool insulation, Phil? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. the rock wool type of product. Yeah, it's um for for someone that's you know concerned with moisture or, or even you know you see a lot of that where people are need a certain fire code. Um, it's a really, really good product. You know, really we, good with those two characteristics. We had a guy on the show who actually had the wool wool. The wool from, the, from the, the sheep. Yeah, from sheep. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it's it's amazing. It's expensive, yeah. but it does yeah. the whole thing. It's moisture controlled and everything else, and it's uh, no dander. You know what I mean? There's no, it's hypoallergenic. Yeah. It's no awesome. formaldehyde or anything else yeah, in it. Yeah, nothing. It's all natural. All and, natural. Yeah, and it breathes. Yeah. So it's cool. kind of like a great... Great thing with your system with and that your system. system. Yeah. Oh my God. Beautiful. Fantastic. Cool yep. stuff. All right. Let's build a house. Let's <laughs> let's work on my place. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Bill, what we usually ask everybody too is for a horror story, but you starting a new job during COVID nineteen, I think, pretty much wraps that up for us. Uh, Unless there's anything else in the past that you've seen that has to do with uh, with with uh, putting on the right uh, paper barriers and stuff on a house if somebody didn't do it and things go wrong. And I I can tell you just um, just driving around the last three months, and I asked one of my distributors about this. You know, and I just I just asked specifically about you know shakes, wood shakes, which which yeah. are on every house up and down the coastline. And I said, how many people do you think are actually using one of these systems, either a drainable wrap or a regular you know a regular full rain screen like the slicker? And he yeah. said maybe twenty five percent. Wow. So it's you know most of it is just getting nailed up on a flat you know on a flat wrap, and and that's mm-hmm. why you see people out there just repairing stuff constantly every you know yeah. sometimes every year. So, right. you know, it makes me excited because I can sell more stuff. Um, <laughs> but it makes us happy too. Don't worry. <laughs> sure, but it's uh, you know it's into and, and, and these are not small houses. These are right. full of st- you know some estates, and it's just wow. How could you do it like that? But you know yeah. that's it is what and, and and there's horse. You know, just water pouring in places and just you know ruining you know big events and everything else. Right, so, right, right, right. You know, it can it can go pretty bad pretty quick. But. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, Bill, thank you very much for joining Thanks, us. We Bill. really appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome to come back anytime. We appreciate Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It was great. I'll <laughs> see you soon, Bill. Sounds good. Let me know. Ch- All right, change, brother. Change your number, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good one. All right, Thanks, everybody. Man. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye.